This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. Excellent, so we've had an email come in from Shane. And if you remember last week, Russell, we were talking about James's lab, one-year-old lab, yes. who was doing lots of good yes. obedience classes or tricks if I remember <laughs> rightly. Anyway, you started going off on a tangent about dogs barking and citronella oil and stuff like that. So we're going to, oh, this right, yes, is okay. what we're going to touch on today. Yes, I, I do remember that bit. So Shane has, has written in, said, Dear Russell and Jay, I've just moved to a new house. Mm-hmm. I don't have a dog. However, around me, there are lots of houses with dogs. I think I know where this is going. These dogs bark <laughs> yeah. and bark a lot. Right. I don't know why they're barking. When one barks, the next one bark. barks. What can I do as a neighbor? And is there any top tips or tricks that hopefully the people that do own this dog that barks a lot are listening to this podcast and then can go and do with their dog? Thanks, Shane. Okay. Should I say where Shane lives just to really, you know, just just liven things up? Um, Okay. Yeah. Having an annoying neighbor or annoying dog neighbor is. Annoying. Uh, in terms of, you, there were two questions. What can I do as a neighbor and B, what can dog owners do? In terms of what you can do as a neighbor, frankly, not a huge amount other than maybe go and have a quiet word with your neighbor if you know them or, you know, have a quick chat, have a coffee and say, hey. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I get this a lot from people um, in terms of, you know, what do I do? So the, the dog's chained up outside all day and just barks endlessly. So the first thing is there's not much you can do as the individual other than ask your neighbor the question. Let me jump in here. Is shouting, shut the dog up! Does that not work? Uh, I'm fairly confident if you ask anyone that's got a noisy neighbor barking next door and they've repeatedly shouted, shut up, Rover, they would tell you no. Well, the if they're shouting Rover, because if the dog's not called Rover, it'd be like, oh, you're not shouting out. Oh, damn. It's not me. It's Steve. (laughs) (laughs) And then he starts barking at, Steve starts barking at Rover. Rover, he's telling you to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And then old Pickles from over the road jumps in. That's what they say to me. I'm I'm confused. Yeah, my hearing's going. Um, Just let me track right back. Why do dogs bark? Because they can. That's a joke about something else. No, that, well, that, that, that too. Um, but they bark, that's how they communicate. That's how they engage with the world. But, but it, there's a number of reasons that they would bark. And I'm, I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious. but A little bit? It, yeah, um, as is my want. Um, they bark to communicate. They bark to engage. They bark because they can. But like, if but, a dog's just barking outside the house, there's nothing else going on. It's just barking. It could just be bored out of its brain. A lot of the time when people phone and say, my neighbor's dog's just barking endlessly. It's chained up. They leave it in a cage where it's chained up all day. Well, it's just going mad. It needs an outlet. And a lot of these times, you look, and if you were to open the gate and let the dog out, it would probably stop barking. I'm not suggesting that as a course of action. I'll come back to that in a minute. But it, it might just be the dog is bored. People go to work all day. They've left the dog outside all day. We come home, we're tired. So we don't walk the dog because we're tired. 
they probably reinforce the dog barking because it's now excited that they're home and it's excited it wants to go and do stuff and they're like oh shut up dog just leave me alone i'm tired so the dog doesn't have any outlet it's just all this frustration builds up and then there's no one around it goes woof and then another dog down the street barks back at it they're having a little conflab or a communication and, and then I there's, guess there's, there are sometimes you do want your dog to bark from a safety point. Yeah, of view. if it's three o'clock in the morning, my dog barks. It's annoying, but there might be good reason for that. So, um, and like even for us as dog owners, if your dog barks at three in the morning, the most likely recourse is, oh, Rover, knock that off. And then the second thing is, mm, why are they barking? Um, it's a bit like a firearm going off. You ignore it, you ignore it, you ignore it. Well, that's my climate change argument. No one cares about the fire alarm. They care about the fire. Um, oh, let's get on to climate change. Yeah, that's, we'll say that the dog's for, fault. Let's say that for another podcast. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, they, it, you're scared of the of the issue, not the warning, as it were. So, um, but yeah, I want my dog to bark because if someone's coming up the garden path, I'd like to know that. So, in terms of you know, going back to your question, why do they bark? It could be any number of reasons. So, maybe your neighbour has a boat ton of Lazada deliveries coming in on any given day and the dog's just firing off every time the Lazada guy comes to drop off a parcel. Other delivery companies are available, of course. That, that is true. Um, so maybe that's one. Okay, so let's... It's Like you said, it's very difficult as a neighbour to go up and, and and not get into too much confrontation by saying, yeah, your it, dog's annoying, da-da-da. You know... It is a tricky one. It's No, it's, yeah. that, that's tricky with everything. Yeah. It's, like, it's like tricky having kids kicking a football at the gate or whatever it is. There's always a relationship you're going to have to have with your neighbour and yeah. that's done in a nice way. Like you said, go pop around there, have a coffee. Yeah. Oh, your dog's tied up. It barks a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should shut that dog. No, I probably yeah. wouldn't do it too far. But, but no, it, look, people might have... It might be a valid thing. So we've gone to work all day. They don't know the dog's barking. Like, I had no idea. I'm, re- I'm really sorry. Okay, let me tune into Barkcast and find out what to do about it. Um, or it's a case of... And it might be the other end of the scale that they just don't care, um, which again then leads uh, dealing with that side because that's a slightly easier one. In as much of really sorry, I can't help you there without being twee about it. Um, if your neighbour doesn't care and aren't going to do anything about it, there's not a whole heap you can do. Unless you live in a development where you can talk to the management yeah, company, yeah, correct, that might yeah, be possibly, helpful. yeah. Um, okay, so sorry, Shane. You have to put up with it for now. However, Russell's well, no, now. I mean, the first point would be go and have a chat with a neighbour to. They might not even know. And if they're not aware of it, they're not going to do anything to fix it. If you now tell them, by the way, your dog barks all day endlessly. And they're like, oh, wow, I'm so sorry. Okay, how we need to fix that. Well, that's great. Now we can get on to that particular part. But again, if they don't care, then... Well, let's say they do care. Great. Let's so, say Shane's come around and knocks my door. Hey, Jay, Maximus has, has been outside all day. He's barked all day. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I've been at work all yep. day. I've been busy editing Russell's podcast because there's so many mistakes that he makes that I have to then go and edit. And That's totally understandable. Absolutely. Yeah. It's on my um, grammar. I just wish. <laughs> luckily, it's not a written podcast. Yeah, though, right, right, yeah. What do you call the blog? <laughs> I'm happy to stop my dog from barking. Yeah. But I, I just do? don't know what to do. Okay. And also, Russell, and I'm being, this is very yep. honest, I do want Maximus to bark at the right times. Yes. And to scare people off. Yes. Okay. So, so what can I do, Russell? I'm now listening because Shane's come and knocked on my door. And, and Maximus is barking the hell out of the place. Okay. Um, the first thing would be to try and identify if there are any particular triggers. So... Is it a case of, like you just said, you know, I've been at work all day, I didn't know. So what is your routine looking like? Is it a case of I'm mad busy in the morning because I've got to get the kids ready for school. We're straight out the door, drop them off, I go to work. 
don't come back. I'll come back in the afternoon, pick up the kids, take them to a friend's house, and I finish off some work and come home late. So poor Maximus has just been at home all day doing nothing. And he's a boxer. He needs exercise. He's bored out of his brain. And if that continues over a period of time, he's going to start parking because i got to do stuff. So is it a case of, okay, I need to manage my time a bit better. I'll make sure we get the dog out for a walk in the morning or do some work with him or you know, throw a ball or something just to burn off some energy. Is it possible I could pop back at lunchtime, maybe get him out for another very quick walk. I know it's hot, but just to get him out, go for a pee, walk around the block, whatever. And then maybe when I get home from work, do the same thing. So now we're adding in a bit more engagement and a bit more activity. Is that all it takes for the dog to be, okay, I've, you know, I've, I've seen you, I've, I've done something. Okay, I'll, I'll, I can just chill out now. The second part would be, all right, where are you leaving the dog when you're out? And this can work opposite ways. We always leave the dog inside, all right? But he's barking because he's inside. But if you left him outside in the garden, he might be all right because now he's got a bit more space, a bit more, feels like he's got a bit more freedom, can sort of run around the garden a wee bit. Maybe that's a bit better for him. Or vice versa. I leave the dog in the garden. He's barking at everyone that goes by every time someone walks past the gate, a car, a bike, a bird. He's barking the house down or the neighbors down. So can I put him inside? Then it might become a case of, well, I'm out all day. He's got to go out for a pee. Can you edit your routine that you can come back and let him out? Can a friend go in and let him out? There's, there's no easy fix for really anything when it comes to dealing with our dogs, but there's no, oh, just do ABC and that solves the problem. You are going to have to, at some point, there's going to be an element of compromise. You've got the dog. You've got the issue of, well, I've got to be at work and I, I work late. So, right, can you get someone else to come in and help? And if it's getting them to come in and just let the dog out for a run around in the garden for 10 minutes and throw a ball for them, or to take them out for your walk in the afternoon before you get home, those sort of things are probably going to help. The other thing is in terms of specific triggers, and if it is a case of, you know, there's lots of cats. I have a client with this, actually. His neighbors have a lot of cats. And I like cats. Cats are fine, but he's got a bunch of Jack Russells. Uh. And when the cats are always jumping up on the wall and walking across the wall, and so the, that just lights up the dogs. And he's aware that, okay, it's annoying for him as an owner, but yeah, that could also be annoying to the neighbors. So, okay, so he's just put up some, uh, like a, a mini fence, for want of a better term, which is preventing the cats from walking along the top. Sorry, I thought you were going to say a mini Gatling gun, mini and that g- prevents the cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit harsh. Which, which, would, be, which would be my suggestion, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Just, just get one of those, um, so I've just got the scene from aliens in my head. Anyway. Um, Could you not, just going with the, with the cat thing, we, we talk about how you should... If we, uh, we know what the trigger is, and if the cat is a trigger, could you train the dog not to bark when the cat comes without stopping the... Do you see what I mean? Because yeah. cats are clever little things. They know how to get on places. But could you train whichever dog it may be to not bark when it sees a cat? It's a tricky one. Uh, I'm sure there's you know a trainer or a Could pro- you not do it, Russell? Uh, I'm sure there's a person or a trainer out there that says, oh, don't be shipped. of course you can do that. Um, yeah, to a degree. But this is there's a... I would put that in the same bracket as... Can you teach my dog not to eat food that gets thrown over the fence? Yeah, it's a toughie. It's a toughie. And there's be people, oh, of course you can, because all the military dogs, they, they won't go anywhere near the food. Yeah, because they get trained a bleep ton on a daily basis. You're asking, can your 
pet lab that you occasionally take for a walk and scoffs food like nobody's business because you don't really work with it, you want him to not eat the food that's thrown over the fence. There's a very big difference. No, I can right. understand. So it. in terms of lot, can I stop it? the dog from reacting to cats? Yeah, possibly. But that's a lot of work. Um, plus, need a lot of cats to work with the dog. Um, but just sorry. going back to my... Yeah, other, I jumped in. So the, sorry, the other client. So he's, client done? They've just put up a, a makeshift fence over the top of their wall, which prevents the cats from jumping onto that particular section. So they're jumping into another section where the dogs can't see it. So the cat is now no longer an issue in that particular area. Fine. Okay, so that's a solu- so you found a solution to the problem. To that particular one, yeah. yeah. So what can I do in my house? All right, my dog's in the house, but he barks at people walking past the gate. Can you close the curtains? Or, could, or can you put the dog in another room or another section of the house, put a baby gate up so he's got that part of the house, but not that part? Also, silly things like putting, leaving the TV on. Well, what show does he like? Um, put anything on because it's not so much them. I know, I know what show he likes. Yeah, I, I thought you'd come up with that. Paw Patrol. Hey, but I'm sure. Lassie, leave, leave on whatever you want. I, I should, I, should I stop now? Just go with it. Okay. Um, leave on whatever you like. Um, maybe they're into Breaking Bad. Maybe there's something more recent that they're into. I don't know. Well, hold on. If the curtains are shut and he's watching, <laughs> yeah. watching Breaking Bad, <laughs> and I'm leaving my lab, yeah, and, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but there's I'm something sure. going on here. Yeah, something going on. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's why he's barking. But joking aside, <laughs> back in the '80s, we were told to leave the radio on when we left the house. So you, so it's so, for company, right? Yeah. So. Now, well, the, it was more so to because burglars, if they walk past and heard the radio, go, "Oh, there's someone in the house." Yeah, right. Because that works. <laughs> My dog loves radio too. <laughs> uh, yeah, in some respects, it can be company for the dog. And if I'm, if we're dealing you know, a separate issue with something like separation anxiety, sometimes something as simple as that can actually be a good back help. to barking, Russell. Back yeah, to barking. back to barking. It's not so much that they're really engaged with the show on the radio or the TV, but it's ambient noise. So. If they're listening to a movie, they might not hear the bird tweeting outside or the person that just cycled past your gate because there was some ambient noise that they're aware of and it distracts from that other noise. Whereas otherwise I'm in a sterile, quiet environment. I'm going to hear every little thing, perhaps. Okay, there's some really good Mm. tips there. I have one question. Sure. When a dog's barking, shut up, dog. That's what most, or whatever the name of the dog is. Most people do that. Yes. So in a lot of the time, if you only engage with your dog at the time you want them to do something, you're probably going to make it worse. Because anytime you give a dog attention, you're reinforcing that state of mind. So I've just spent the last hour with my dog sat here. He's quiet, hasn't, hasn't done anything. And I've ignored him completely. And then all of a sudden, somebody walks past my gate. He starts barking. And I go, Rover, no, be quiet. Shut that up. Shut up. The person walks by, which is what they were going to do anyway. And then we go back to being quiet and calm and carrying on doing what we're doing. And if we repeat that process, we create a very specific, very clear, very consistent picture. When people walk by the window and I alert to them, you freak out. The quicker I get rid of this person, the better, which means more barking. So barking was the right thing to do because when I start barking, you start barking with me. So if I change that, and in this time where there's nothing going on and my dog's doing the things I want him to do, i.e. being quiet, chewing his toy, just chilling out, I will drive some attention to that every now and again. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Oh, good boy. Have a fuss. What? So, no, no, no. I get it. that. I understand that. And you've said that before. And I totally understand that you should engage with your dog all the time, not just at the time yeah, I mean, where and it's done not, something wrong. Okay, it's not endless, like but, nonstop. No, no, no. But, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. But, Don't work. Play with your dog. But you um, shouldn't then. What I'm thinking is, 
the dog barks. Oh, shut up, Rover. Stop barking. Do I do that throughout the day when the dog's not barking? The dog's like looking at me going, what is he doing? So like Rover, yeah. as we always call Rover, Rover's sat there quietly. Yeah. Nicely. Nothing's happening. It's relaxing, Russell. Hey, Rover, how you doing, buddy? He looks up at you. Yeah, I'm just checking in. Stop barking, Rover. And he's looking at me going, what? what the- I'm not going to shout stop barking because he's not doing it. I'm just engaging. But that's, like, no, no. Because all I'm you doing, see what my point is. Yeah, because yeah. there's nothing going on. And we're all hey, buddy, how you doing? He's like, oh, hey. Pretty white looks at you, wags his tail. I might go and give him a fuss. Might even give him a treat. I might just carry on watching Netflix or doing whatever I was doing. And I've done that a whole bunch throughout the day. So when I say, hey, Rover, he's like, oh, hey, where are you? Oh, oh hey, buddy, how are you? Everything good? Yeah, everything's fine. Okay, I'll go back to sleep. A few minutes later, hey, Rover. Oh, there you are. Oh, hey, buddy, how you doing? And now someone walks past him and he goes, oh, someone's coming. Oh, my God, I've got to get into work mode here. He sits down and he goes, woof, 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 woof. And I go, hey, Rover, hey, buddy, over here, dude. Like I've done a thousand times today already. And he's like, yeah, but wait, there's a person outside now. And you're like, and? Like, I don't care about that. I just say, hey, Rover, come over here, buddy. And he's like, well, oh, hang on a minute. This is a head scratch moment because I, I've got reward history for when you say, hey, how's it going, Rover? I look at you and you give me a fuss, give me a treat, and it's all cool. But as a person out there, does that not change things? Oh, well, you don't seem to care. So, okay, apparently not. And in terms of, and we mentioned this a second ago, the knee-jerk reaction is Rover, shut up. And then we maybe think about, oh, yeah, wait, there's a person outside. It's the wrong way to do it. One of the tricks that I would suggest for people with very, very barky dogs, and this will sound particularly twee, teach them to bark as a trick. Get them to bark, make them bark. Get them all excited, make them bark and reward them endlessly for barking. Now, why the hell would I do that? Why would you do that? Because every time I say bark or speak, they'll go, woof, 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 oh, good boy. Woof, 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 good boy. Speak, Rover, speak. Woof, 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 good boy. Because now I can say, Rover, be quiet. And now I can train that as a trick. The same way I can say, Rover, jump up on me. Jump up, jump up, jump up, jump up. Rover, sit. Because he can't do one and the other at the same time. So now you're teaching the opposite behavior. So, And if we do that as a quote-unquote trick and make it a fun thing, then when I'm in that position where I need it, I can now revert back to my fun things, i.e., oh, there's someone coming past and he barks. Hey, Rover, can you speak? He goes, oh, woof, 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 woof. I know how to do that. Hey, can you be quiet? I can do that. Give him a treat, good boy. And as long as we're, we as the owners are acting the same, then the dog's working out that we don't seem to be bothered by these particular distractions. Now, there's a, cave- a big caveat point to this, which is, fine, if we're in the house and the dog barks, our reaction should be more of one of, oh, hey, Rover, thank you so much for telling me. Good boy. Now, can I redirect you, please? Rather than straight away go, no, stop, 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 be quiet. Because if my neighbor complained, oh, your dog barked. Yeah, because the Lazada guy just dropped off the delivery and he barked once and I called him in and he's now quiet. That's not, for me, cause for complaint. If my dog is endlessly bark, 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 and I'm shouting and I'm barking, then that's cause for complaint. The big caveat is, in this particular situation we've just discussed, the owner is present to recall the dog off and redirect. The bigger issue is, what if the owner is not there and the dog is just barking relentlessly? And that's where we go back to having some of those other protocols in place to try and, A, remove some of the triggers, prevent the dog from seeing or hearing some of those triggers, giving the dog some different outlets during the day in those times we physically cannot be there to do it. A combination or all of those things should in some way alleviate a lot of that. I would also suggest 
in terms of the whole inside outside thing, if you're leaving a dog outside, particularly if it's tied up, that is perhaps going to cause more stress. They don't necessarily have anywhere else to go or the ability to get away or get to something. If they're outside, they're going to be ever, there's going to be much more ever present distractions around that they are going to react towards, including, and we've just made the mention of if we as the owner are constantly telling our dog to shut up, what are they going to do more of? They're going to bark. If it's your neighbor's dog that constantly barks and you as a neighbor are constantly going, would you please shut up, Rover, shut up? And everyone else is telling the dog to shut up. Great, I'm barking. Everyone's barking with me. Let's keep on barking. This is amazing. It's just going to keep barking. Gwyn Stefani. Yeah, you kind of lost me there. No, don't speak. Was that Gwen Stefani? I think it was. Yeah, it was in the no band. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, was it No Doubt? No Doubt. But yeah. wasn't Gwen Stefani Stefani? She was the lead singer, I think, of No Doubt. Uh, yeah, you could well be right there, yeah. Good tune. I'm going to go 96. I've just been thinking about that while you were talking about teaching the dog don't speak. So for the last five <laughs> minutes, that's all I've been thinking about. You don't have to sing along to your dog, but just say shush. There you go. I think you've summarized that very well. Phew. Saves me going over it again. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye. Shush. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy. BarkCast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.